That's it. That was your cue. What was my cue? That right there. You're supposed to say, Masterpiece Audio Theatre Presents. Masterpiece Audio Theatre Presents. That's right. Then you say, Myths from Around the World. Myths from Around the World. Okay, and a stranded in the middle of nowhere podcast. A stranded in the middle of nowhere podcast? Well, where are we? How are we going to get home? I'm going to get scared. Everything will be all right, trust me. Oh, and this is our submission for the Dog Days of Podcasting 2022. Hello and welcome back to the Fire with Empaths cast and crew. We're telling you the story of Aladdin and his wonderful lamp. This is part seven. Hope you like it. Quickly, she dashed water on his face and restored him. Then, when she had made him eat, she inquired gently what had befallen him. Oh, mother, said Aladdin, how much thou art to blame. Thou gavest me over to the devil of a sorcerer who tried, by his evil arts, to compass my ruin. I have a stout reckoning against thee with this fool. Look, you, this vile and wicked one whom thou stole him. Whom thou toldest me was my uncle, was not but a liar and an impostor. Think, mother, of the richness of his promises. What was he not going to do for me? His affection for me was overwhelming. He ceased not to pretend in that lying hypocrisy until the cheat was exposed. I saw that his purpose was to use me for his own ends, and then to destroy me. Mother, the devils beneath the sea and the earth are not the equal of this vile sorcerer. And thus, having vented his anger at the false conduct of the dervish, he proceeded to tell his mother first about the lamp and the jeweled fruit, then about all that had happened on the hillside, from the opening of the earth by a magic spell to the closing of it again, and his subsequent escape through the slave of the ring. And thus, he concluded, thus did this devil's own shoe me in the end, that he was accursed, and that he cared not a jot for me, only for the lamp. Then Aladdin took the lamp and the precious stones from his bosom and placed them before his mother. Albeit neither knew why the lamp had been so coveted by the dervish, or that the stones were more valuable than any possessed by kings. And Aladdin, now weeping for joy at his deliverance, and now cursing with rage at the vile hypocrisy of the sorcerer, found sympathy in both cases in his mother who wept and cursed with him, crying out at the Omnipotent, who had graciously saved his life, who would most assuredly punish that wicked man for his abominable actions. Now neither Aladdin nor his mother had rested for two days and two nights, so that, exhausted at length with weeping and with the heaping of maledictions on the dervish, they slept, and when they awoke, it was about noon of the following day. Aladdin's first words on pulling his wits together were to the effect that he was hungry. Nay, oh, my son, replied his mother, replied his mother. There is nothing to eat in the house, for thou did eat yesterday all that there was. But stay, I have some spinning that is ready for the market, and I will take it and sell it and buy some food. She was busying herself about this when Aladdin suddenly called out to her. Mother, bring me the lamp, and I will take and sell that. It will fetch more than the spinning. 
Now, although Aladdin and his mother knew that the dervish had greatly coveted the lamp, they both imagined that he had some strange reason of his own for this. And as the lamp was an article that would command a ready sale, the mother quickly agreed to Aladdin's proposal and brought the lamp to him in answer to his call. On regarding it closely, however, she observed that it was very dirty. Well knowing that it would fetch a better price if it were clean and bright, she set to work to polish it with some fine sand. When lo, as soon as she started to rub the lamp, the air before her danced and quivered, and a chill gasp of wind smote her in the face. Then, looking up, she saw, towering above her, a being monstrous and terrible, with a fierce face in which gleamed fiery eyes beneath frowning brows. She gazed at this apparition in fear and astonishment, for she knew it was surely a powerful Afrit, such as were under the power of Lord Suleiman. Then the being spoke. Thou hast invoked me. What is thy wish? But she only gazed at him, dumb with terror. Again the awful being spoke. Thou hast summoned me, for I am the slave of the lamp, which is in thy hand. What is thy desire? At this the poor woman could no longer endure her fear, and with a cry she fell in a swoon. Aladdin had heard the Afrit's words, and had hastened to his mother's side. He had already seen the power of the slave of the ring, and he guessed that now the slave of the lamp had appeared, and was ready to do the bidding of the one who held the lamp. So he quickly took it from his mother's hand, and, standing before the Afrit, plucked up the courage and said, I desire food, O oh slave of the lamp, the finest food that was ever set before a king. No sooner had he spoken than the Afrit vanished, but only to reappear immediately, bearing a rich tray of solid silver, on which were twelve golden dishes with fruits and meats of various kinds. There were also flagons of wine and silver goblets. As Aladdin stared in amazement at this magnificent repast, the Afrit set the tray down before him and vanished in a flash. Then Aladdin turned to his mother and dashed cold water in her face, and held perfumes to her nostrils until she regained consciousness and sat up. And when she beheld the sumptuous repast set out upon the golden dishes, she was greatly astonished and imagined that the sultan had sent it from his palace. But Aladdin, who was very hungry, fell to eating it heartily, and while persuading his mother to eat, he would tell her nothing. Listening to Empath Studios' presentation of the Myths from Around the World, a special Dog Days of Podcasting contribution. Sound clips are from GarageBand and can be found in their samples library. The stories that we have shared can be found at Gutenberg.org. We can be found on Facebook on the Masterpiece Audio Theatre page, on Nimlas.org, or you can email us at j at jglangjans.com. This podcast is released under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 4.0 unported license. Thanks for joining us.